0: If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Russ Tucker and Steve Fezik. Yeah, Vegas, baby. Vegas can hardly believe it is week 17 in the National Football League, the last regular season week. Although we know a lot of you are geared up for the postseason. We'll be with you all the way to and through the Super Bowl to make sure you know exactly what Steve Fezzik and I are thinking for these games. Steve, of course, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of Professional Football Betting. And you can check him out at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. Encourage you to follow him there for all of the stuff he puts out. More than just the NFL, at Fezzik Sports, F-E-Z-Z-I-K. I am merely a former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, really enjoying, I guess this is year three of the Even Money podcast. We are presented by betdsi.com. They're the dudes that give you the 15 free dollars to bet one of the most reputable online sports books out there. You win, you get paid. Period. Again, betdsi.com. The key though is to use the code tucker15 so you get the free $15 when you make your first deposit Steve not a big week for either one of us although the best news would be that our best bets were three and oh so it's nice when the best bets come through because those are the ones that you and I agree on and I would imagine most of the listeners piggyback off of we both had the Miami Dolphins against the Bills uh, that looked a little dicey, but they were getting 3.5, so that felt right, and that cashed in for us. We also both had Jacksonville, which came through in a major way against the Tennessee Titans. And then last but not least, we both took the Houston Texans, uh, who were able to pull through. So 3-0 and on our best bets. For the week, Steve, you were down a unit. I was up a unit. Uh, I mentioned the best bets. The Bears really let me down. That was disappointing. You were all over the Eagles, so kudos to you for that one. Uh, We mentioned the other best bets. The Los Angeles Rams let you down, Steve. And then the two big ones that really hurt you. You went three units on the Steelers. You missed that by a point. Although, I guess you could argue you were lucky to even be at that point. And then uh, the Denver Broncos didn't even come close. They no-showed against the Kansas City Chiefs. You were down one unit for the week. I was up one unit for the week, which puts us, for the season, I am up 16 units. You are up 22 units. So you're still up six units on me. At this point, Steve. So, the good news was the best bets. The bad news is, man, if it wasn't for your big three-unit misses, you would have had a great week.
1: Christmas Day massacre. Maybe there's some karma involved there. They're telling me, spend the day with the family. Stop gambling on Christmas Day. Right, Russ?
0: You know what? That's amazing, Steve. You only had one other bet the whole week that you lost. That was the Rams. Every other bet you won except for Christmas Day Three units, both the Chiefs and the Broncos. Um, man, well, obviously I disagree with you on both, but uh, that was tough. But, hey, you're still up 22 units. I'm still up 16 units. Uh, we're both going to finish the regular season in the black. It's now just a matter of how much in the black. And then, of course, we continue to go through the postseason as well. Kind of grade that separately, but together, if that makes sense. We keep track of what we did in the regular season, but then add the postseason to it. So, without further ado, Brian, let's get
2: into it. All right, no Thursday game, so everything is on Sunday. First one, Houston at Tennessee Titans, three-point favorites, total forty. Ross, kick it off.
0: I don't understand this line. I, I really don't. Matt Castle's playing for the Titans. I don't think that Castle is very good at this stage. I think that they're out of it. They know they're out of it. Prime for a letdown. They're bummed about Mariota's injury. They're playing a Houston team that's not great, but the defense for the Texans always shows up. Plus, even though the Texans have locked in the number four seed, and maybe that's where the pricing is here, I just think that it's really important for Bill O'Brien that he gets Tom Savage, his quarterback, as much confidence as possible going into the playoffs wants them to feel good I think they throw the ball I think they have success throwing the ball against the Titans I'll start off with two units on the Houston Texans here to start things off
1: yeah Titans obviously a dream crusher got to worry about their motivation I agree with you on the offense with Houston my concern is that they may well rest anyone that's got any kind of hammy problem any kind of lingering injury on the defensive side I'm gonna pass
0: Do you, Steve, uh, let me get a general Week 17 question to you. Is this usually a a good week in terms of opportunity because of the uncertainty, or is this a week that you'd rather stay away from just because of there being so much uncertainty with who's going to play, who's not?
1: It's usually a great week because of the uncertainty, and then when the information comes in, and you hear from the coaches what they're going to do. You've got a window where you can take advantage of it, but it's an extremely tricky week. It's a week where my power ratings don't really help me at all, Ross. It's all about motivation and who's going to play.
2: All right, with that, Steve, Buffalo, three-and-a-half-point favorites at the New York Jets, total 42.
1: Buffalo shows up without the Ryans. I think they will bring a full effort to try to get to a – 500 record and frankly whenever someone fires a coach you usually see the team fire their effort you saw that with Jacksonville last week so I was looking towards Buffalo but you know what it's also the dream crusher for the Bills and they're completely out of it Uh, Fitzpatrick's the better quarterback and he's going to play for the Jets I can't help but think back to the week two massacre of the Bills by the Jets that would put the Bills in a good spot but you know what I'm not laying three and a half with the Bills. I do like the over. I think when both teams are out, but I wanted to ask you about this, Ross. I think that the offensive playmakers, when teams have been eliminated from the playoffs, keep playing hard for their stats, and it's just much harder to tackle, especially in the cold, which promotes some higher scoring. So I'm going to go one unit over. Would you agree with that?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think there's probably some truth to that. I think defense in general takes more effort, motivation. Um, I'm curious, was there a line move with the news that that the Bills aren't going to play Tyrod Taylor?
1: Yes. um, The line was six and it came down to three and a half, which I agree with. I've got manual rated about two, two and a half points worse than Taylor.
0: Yeah, I mean, and also how about just the message that that sends to the team about trying to win the game, a.k.a. not really. They're more worried about their money. And Tyrod Taylor, I'm passing this game. I like where your head's at with the total over. I just don't have a lot of confidence in either one of these teams to actually score points. So I'm totally passing this game. This game is a disaster. If these teams had any clue what was going on, it would be Cardell Jones starting for the Bills against Christian Hackenberg for the Jets. Guys that are actually going to be on those teams' rosters next year. That... that, that game is a dumpster fire i'm passing it all right
2: ross what about baltimore at cincinnati the Bengals favored by two and a half and the total is 41 and a half
0: that's interesting to me that the Bengals are favored i you know they have played pretty consistently down the stretch here even if they haven't won as much as they want to ravens are primed for a huge letdown mentally after that unbelievable game in pittsburgh that i was at and now they've got nothing to play for. They're kicked out of the playoffs. So I get it. The only thing I would say, though, is Steve Smith. It's probably his last game. He's going to want to finish with a flourish. And I also think John Harbaugh really wants the winning season and really wants to, to finish with a win. I'm going to put a unit on the Ravens getting the two and a half points. I just think they're the better team. I think they find a way to win the game. Give me one unit, only one on the Ravens getting two and a half?
1: Yeah, I'll lean to Baltimore uh, for the same reasons. I'd much rather play a young up-and-coming team that um, is excited about their season than a perennial contender that just had their dreams crushed. I'm going to pass.
2: Steve, let's uh, let's do Giants at Washington. Redskins, eight-point favorites, total 44.
1: I'm having trouble with the line move going from Washington minus one to Washington minus eight. That tells you all about the Giants' motivation. They say they're going to play their starters for the most part. I do like the over in this game. Washington's a dead-not over team. They um, have averaged 54 points the last eight weeks in their games, and Cousins has become a top-10 quarterback. And We talked about the defensive intensity. When the game doesn't matter, the t- teams often don't bring it. I think over 44-2 units is a good wager here.
0: Well, the Giants are telling us that they're going to play their guys, but I don't know how much they're going to play them. The beat writers don't believe them. They're reporting otherwise. And obviously the people setting the lines don't really believe them, right, Steve?
1: Oh, yeah, not completely. They think the Giants are going to mail it in.
0: So I just think with their defense, and I know that the Redskins have a lot more to play for, eight points is a lot. I'd be surprised. I just think with the Giants' defense, and the Redskins' defense isn't that good, that the Giants can keep it. I'm going to put a unit on the Giants getting eight points and bet that they don't lose by more than a touchdown.
2: All right, Ross, Sunday night football, Green Bay, three-and-a-half-point favorites at the Detroit Lions, total 49.
0: Yeah, I think this is about right. I think the Packers win the game by about a field goal. I just have more faith in the way they're playing right now than the Lions, who just played on Monday night. Packers, you know, played Saturday. That's a pretty decent spread there of time between these two teams. I don't like that for Detroit, and I just have more faith in the Packers. This, to me, 49 is a pretty high total. It does feel like this will be a high-scoring game. I don't know if I'm going to go over 49, though. Uh, I'm just going to pass this game. I'd actually probably even lean Green Bay, although, I, I, as you know, I don't like giving points.
1: You bring up a good point about the extra two days for Green Bay. I'm really worried about the Green Bay defense, though. Matt Barkley put up, what, 360 on them, and then we saw Bradford put up 380. So um, they've had some late-game collapses, including this first game against Detroit, where they let Detroit back in the game. Um, so I'm going to lean to Detroit just with – the line going up to three and even three and a half, but it's the over. I'm going to get it at the over. I think that green Bay is a dead, nut over team and Detroit's a much better offensive team at home. I'm going to go two units on the over 49.
2: Steve Jacksonville at Indianapolis Colts favored by four and a half with our total of 47.
1: Just don't know how Indianapolis is going to react to being eliminated. Power ratings make them a little bit higher. I think Jacksonville, after firing their coach, got their bump, and they might get it again with um, want to finish with another win. I'm going to pass the game.
0: Yeah, I I really like the Jaguars in this one. I like what they did on Sunday. I think there's been sort of a sense of relief now that Gus Bradley's gone. The specter of him and his impending uh, release was hanging over them. Love the Jaguars getting four and a half points. Now, I know Chuck Pagano doesn't want to have a losing season. That's important to him. But I'm still putting two units on the Jags, getting those four-and-a-half points. Still a letdown for the Colts. Jags trying to finish strong. Two units on the Jags getting four-and-a-half points. Before I forget, I did not remember to give Todd Bergman the shout-out at L Birdman on Twitter for grading us each week this week. I emailed him like two hours ago and said, Hey, we're actually recording on Wednesday instead of Thursday this week. Can you get it to me? He lives on the West Coast, still was able to get it to me. Excellent job by at El Birdman on Twitter. All
2: right, moving on. Uh, Ross Dallas at Philadelphia. The Eagles favored by four. Total, 43 and a half.
0: I don't know how to touch these games. Uh, my guess is Dak Prescott plays for a half, and then it's Mark Sanchez I really don't know how Mark Sanchez will play. I know the Eagles really want to win, and I think they want to finish strong with wins over the Giants and the Cowboys. I think they got a pretty good chance to do it, but I'm not going to lay four points. Another game where I just, as a result of the the level of uncertainty, I have to pass.
1: Yeah, I haven't placed a wager on this. I I will say if you're going to play this, I'll give you my leans. I would certainly look at Dallas' first quarter, even Dallas' first half, and then when we get to halftime, bet Philly for the second half. I think that Dallas will empty their bench in the second half. And uh, I think you can take advantage of that uh, because of the, um, uh, the circumstances of the game.
2: All right, Steve, how about uh, Chicago at Minnesota? Vikings favored by five with a total of 41.
1: Yeah, five is just about where I made it. I do think the Viking defense has collapsed in the second half of the year, and they're still getting priced like they're a big-time uh, defensive team. I Barkley continues to spin the ball all over the field. I am shocked by how well he plays. Uh, good weather indoors, over 41, two units.
0: Oh, I like that bet. Over 40, 41 seems crazy. Now, maybe that's a reaction to thinking that, you know, the Vikings' defense will play a lot better after some of the defensive backs went rogue, but I'm with you. Uh I don't know. I think the Vikings play better. I would probably lean Chicago getting the five, but I'm with you on the over on 41. Give me two units of that as well for a best bet.
2: The best bet. Ross, the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay minus six, total 46.5.
0: Yeah, well, you know, the Bucks are essentially out of it, whether they realize it or not. The The chances of them getting the playoffs are infinitesimal. It's not going to happen. And so now with Carolina getting six points, the problem is I don't know which Carolina team is going to show up, and the Bucks now had to put Cameron Brait on IR. He's their touchdown maker in the red zone. Doug Martin's going to be inactive. This is another one that, unfortunately, I, I have to pass for the reasons I just mentioned.
1: Yeah, I'm going to lean Carolina, and I'm just worried that they might mail it in, having gone to the Super Bowl last year. But um, power rating-wise, certainly says Carolina's the right side. I'm probably passing on a winner. Uh, Lean Carolina.
2: All right, Steve. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Steelers favored by six, total 44.
1: (laughs) You know, I bet this game last week on the look ahead, I I got 16-and-a-half. Obviously, no, Pittsburgh isn't going to play anybody, and so we've seen an 11-point line move, and with them resting all their juggernauts on offense, and you might get some crappy weather in Pittsburgh, I'm going to go under 44 for uh, two units.
0: So that's interesting. The look-ahead line was 16-and-a-half. Man, and you just, you really thought the Steelers were going to beat the Ravens, so you really were anticipating they wouldn't have anything to play for.
1: Exactly, that they would have their um their seed locked up and that worked out.
0: Yeah, it did. Um wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I would lean Cleveland here. Um I, I like your your note on the under. I'll put one unit on the under uh because I, I'm not a fan of Landry Jones and I don't think the Cleveland's gonna score that many points. In fact I'll go two units on the under. In terms of the spread, I would lean Cleveland but I'm not going to place a wager there. Two units on the under. Another total best bet. The best bet. Ross, the New Orleans Saints will be at the Georgia
2: Dome for the final time. Atlanta favored by 6.5. Total 56.
0: 56. Good gracious. And that sounds about right. 28 to 28. Something like that. I wouldn't even be surprised if it goes over 56. But I'm not going to put money on that. Uh, this line feels right. I guess the way the Saints are playing, I'd probably lean New Orleans. I think the Falcons win the game. Uh, I'd lean New Orleans, but not going to place a wager on it.
1: Yeah, you know, my power ratings make this game 7.5, but the Sharps took out the 7s on New Orleans. I don't want to go against them. Atlanta's obviously playing for the number two seed if they get the win, and they're, they've got a historic offense as It's just been tremendous. Their production, 6.6 yards per play, so 56 doesn't look so low anymore. I'm going to go ahead and pass.
2: All right, Steve, what about New England? Favored by 9.5 over the Miami Dolphins in Miami, total 44.5.
1: Of course, this is the game New England lost last year. Cost them the home field, cost them the Super Bowl, you could argue, because Denver went ahead and beat them in mile high with the home game in the playoffs because they lost in Miami. So New England's Got incentive, certainly, to come in and win and wrap up the number one seed. Big incentive. However, Miami has some incentive as well. They're in the six seed, locked in. Not locked in. They can move up to the five seed with a win and a Kansas City loss, which is not you know with outside of the complete realm of possibilities. Then they get to play Houston instead of having to play at Pittsburgh. So I don't really understand this line at 10. Um, my power ratings don't make it anywhere close to that. Um, I'm sorry, 95 it's a prevalent number. I'll take Miami for two units
0: plus the nine and a half. Yeah, that I, I can see where you're coming from on that. I just think people think that the Patriots want to make up for last year and, and the Dolphins would have to win and Kansas City would have to lose to get the five field. Though I expect them to play their guys as well. I'm with you on it. I'm not gonna go two units. I'll just go one unit on the Dolphins getting nine and a half points. They typically play the Patriots very well. In Miami, one unit on the Dolphins. Another best bet. The
2: best bet. Ross, the Arizona Cardinals, six-point favorites at the Los Angeles Rams. Total, 40-and-a-half.
0: You know, I really don't like laying points, but I think the Cardinals want to get David Johnson, you know, want to help try to get him these records. I think that they want to try to finish strong. I think the Rams stink, and so – I'm going to put one unit on the Cardinals laying six points. I almost never do, but that's how I feel about Jared Goff and the Rams, and that's how I feel about David Johnson, Bruce Arians, and the Cardinals. One unit on the Cardinals laying six.
1: I will pass the game. I will say not only do the Rams stink, I think they're going to stink for years because I don't think Goff can play a lick from what I see I'm not bitter. I was having a perfect NFL week until the Rams blew their 21-7 lead last week. So I view them as the object of my destruction fading late in the week. I pass.
2: All right, Steve. Kansas City, five-and-a-half point favorites at the San Diego Chargers, total 44-and-a-half.
1: So the look ahead line last week was three on this game. So um, it's certainly being priced that San Diego lost to Cleveland and Kansas City is absolutely peaking. But, you know, Kansas City, uh, Macklin's back, and that team is really peaking right now. I don't want to go against that team, especially when they're playing with incentive. I'll pass.
0: Yeah, um, I I don't want to lay more than five and a half points. I, I think I'd probably lean the Chiefs just because of what they have on the line to win the game and and maybe get the number two seed and no worse than the five seed. But Chargers at home, I think they'll give some fight, keep it close. I'm just going to pass this game. I would lean Kansas City.
2: All right, Ross. uh, Seattle, nine-and-a-half point favorites at the San Francisco 49ers. The total is 43.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Seattle wins, um, but... Nine and a half points, the way their O-line and defense are playing right now, I just can't do it. Uh, I'd probably actually lean San Francisco, but I'm going to pass the game.
1: Same thing. I can't back Seattle with Lockett hurt and Rawls hurt and the team banged up. But um, San Francisco got another win against the Rams, winless against everybody else. I pass.
2: Steve, final game, Oakland at Denver. The Broncos favored by one and a half and the total 40 and a half.
1: So McGloin takes over for Oakland. And whenever I see to hear that name McGloin, I always think about like the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. Sounds like one of the Hobbits. Um, I think Oakland is a below average team with McGloin, although he did apparently do fairly well in preseason. I still downgraded him big time from Carr, five points, because I think Carr is such a leader and he's got a better arm strength. And that is Denver rated you know, right there, if not better than Oakland. But Denver, they're a dumpster fire with the offense fighting with the defense in the locker room. I don't want either team. I do think Oakland's going absolutely nowhere in the playoffs, and they're a complete pretender without Carr. I pass.
0: What was the line earlier? Wasn't the line Denver giving Oakland more?
1: Denver was minus two on the look-ahead line.
0: Wow. Before Carr got hurt?
1: yes
0: it's really interesting and so a lot of people then have put money on oakland or not a lot i guess it's weird um i'll uh i'll pass the game i would lean oakland though i think oakland has a great chance to win the game you know kubiak say he's going to play everybody whatever that means that's not a good sign in my mind for the broncos to win the game but I just don't know what you're going to get from McGloin. I actually think he'll play pretty well. You know what? I'm changing my mind. I put one unit on the Raiders. I think the Raiders win the game. I think they know they need to. And I just – me, I have little faith right now in the Broncos with what they've done recently and knowing that they're officially out of it now. So I'll be going with the Raiders one unit, and that'll do it for this week on the Even Money podcast. We will be with you, like I said earlier, all the way through the Super Bowl. If you have specific gambling questions, you can always hit us up. Just send the email to me, Ross, at RossTucker.com, after you take advantage of one of our great sponsors. And I promise I will have Steve, or if it's for me, answer it right here on the Even Money podcast over the next few weeks. For Steve... I'm Ross. Appreciate those of you that take advantage of the Amazon banner ad and landing page, iTunes, rankings, comments. Always much appreciated as well. Other than that, please spread the word if you can. Good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever
2: podcasts can be found.